Hey, this is DJ Crash from KNON Now, 80s New Wave Show, and I'm very happy to have Kat Leon from Holy Wars here with me. Hi, Kat. Hello. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And, you know, I couldn't really begin talking to you until I made a big, strong cup of coffee because I think it was Davy Suicide told me, don't talk to her unless you've had strong coffee. Ah. <laughs> I wonder why. Is it because I'm I have a lot of strong coffee all the time? <laughs> Kat, are you you're on uh, you're on TikTok? I am. Yeah. Okay, yeah I want I'm you. I want you to I want you to follow me because I post a lot of stuff about live music shows. Oh, badass! Yeah, I, uh, I try and try and film a lot uh, from right down front, and then post. Uh, so it's you know it's all music related or mostly. Um, so I'm on there now. What's your handle? Okay, it's 80s 80s new wave DJ Crash. DJ Crash. Got oh, there you are. Got you. Yeah, thank you. There it is. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I'll check it out. Thanks. And what what I'm told too is if, if I get, you know, more followers, then I can do a live feed. And so I'm, you know, I'm working up to that. So <laughs> <laughs> it's you know that's the new it's funny because we have a new song dropping um this thursday actually it's called my drugs are digital and it's pretty much about all that it's about tiktok and just this new world of well not so new it's been the internet age for a while but this massive new world of tiktok and instagram and influencers and it's just how it's changing our society um maybe in some ways for the better but in many ways in my opinion for the worse and yeah so i <laughs> i have a love-hate relationship with social media and especially tiktok all right so you're telling me that the song my drugs are digital is maybe um critical of uh social media yeah, uh, one of the lines is algorithm freeway and the door is suicidal. So <laughs> it's pretty much saying the only way out is that because <laughs> oh, I gotcha. It yeah. is it is defining our worth on the internet. Um, and, and look, I'm an artist on there, so I understand the, how necessary it is for me to reach a fan base and yeah. other like-minded people that really want my kind of music and relate to the words that I say. So I'm grateful for that because it has a, it has connected me with so many thousands of people that I would not have had the opportunity to if this wasn't the world. But with all that comes this, you know, unfortunate depressive side of the internet. And with the algorithm being the gatekeepers of everything, it's not just enough to make good art anymore. You have to be um, a spectacle in some way, you know? And I feel like it's it's changing personalities to be something that they're not authentically and it's breeding, you know, a, a narcissistic society that maybe we always were, but it's definitely bringing it out more as well as fear of irrelevancy. <laughs> so that's what I think about the Internet. Well, thank you for your honesty. I, I, I think that's that's refreshing. I, I do appreciate you saying all that. Um, on yeah. the flip side, I, I did want to say that everything I've learned, I've learned from TikTok. I, I now know how to break into a house. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's uh, that's scary. <laughs> and uh, and uh, no, I'm, I'm just teasing. I'm, I'm tongue in cheek. <laughs> but but look. All right. So um, are you kind of saying, well, you referenced your kind of music. So let, let me circle back to that. How for the uninitiated, how would you describe Holy Wars? 
well, I actually describe us in two parts. Um, when we first started, the band uh, kind of came alive after the passing of both my parents. And I wrote our first EP, which was called or is called Mother Father. And those collection of songs were pretty much my survival. Um, you know, I wrote this music not necessarily for the masses, but for myself. And I decided to release it because I figured, you know, I felt like maybe somebody out there might be going through the same thing as I personally at that time was feeling very alone and very angry. And it did, you know, it, it really did find a home for, for people that needed a home. You know, I, I now am an orphan. I, I feel that is now my new identity. And there's so many of us out there, even if they have, you know, parents alive, they still ver feel very alone. So part one of our band is that where it is, it's talking about real feelings. I even wrote a song shortly after called I Hate Myself. And it's not necessarily a sad song as the song is in major, but it's it's acknowledging that it's okay to feel sad. Um, but there's also some hope at the end of that as well, because obviously you don't want to feel sad forever. And happiness is, uh, it's a full-time job. But um, the second part I would say was when we had released a song called Little Gods. And that was pretty much our first single for this new era of us, because it was for the first time that I, I wanted to say something outside of myself about my personal struggle, though Little Gods is about my struggle within this society. But that first album was very autobiographical, you know, an autobiography. And that song, Little Gods, really defined what we wanted to say next. And we then released our debut album, Eat It Up, Spit It Out, which is what I'm calling Fisher Price Riot Rock, <laughs> because it's saying a lot of social commentary, but I I really wanted to say it in such a way that people, they get into the song first, they get into the melody or they get into the rhythm, and then they listen to the song lyrics and they start to realize, oh, this is, this is about the 1%, you know, division of America and the 99% of everybody else and how the rich keep getting richer and we just keep getting poorer. And, you know, TV dinner about misogyny and consumerism and all of it. So I, I really wanted to make this album, eat it up, spit it out about what I feel our society is currently and where it's headed. So it's a lot of rage, but it's yeah. also whimsical at the same time. So all of that is Holy Wars. <laughs> yeah, right. And maybe we should change it to Fisher Price Riot Core. <laughs> Riot Core. I, yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. Fisher Price slash bimbo core slash riot core. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the joint tour we have. <laughs> riot. Right. There we go. Fisher Price bimbo core. <laughs> it's DJ Crash, and I'm speaking with Cat Leon from Holy Wars. And um, really cool. I, I like your perspective, and I, I hear what you're saying, Cat. I really do. Does it make you want to ever crave? maybe doing a show unannounced somewhere just without any um, social media uh, advertising in advance, just a surprise gig? Oh, I would love that. I would love to drop an album like Beyonce and just, <laughs> just drop it whenever I felt like it. Yeah. You know, um, I would, I would love that. I do, I do want to find a, I mean, I never grew up in this age, but I do, I do hear stories about like, 
when bands were on the Sunset Strip in the 80s, you know, being for the show right here, they would like they would do their own version of, you know, advertisement. They would have the flyers on the on the street poles and yeah. they would. And, and honestly, that still happens today. But that was like the main source or they would hand out flyers at other people's shows. So, I mean, this type of marketing was always there. It was just more on the street where now it's on the Internet. Um so yeah, I mean, I would love to do a surprise show. I feel like that that's definitely aligned with what I feel personally. But uh, unfortunately, I'm 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 in this rat race. <laughs> so sometimes I have to play by the rules if I want to play at all. Uh, man, I, I I think you're health healthy and awesome, and you've got your head around this the right way. I really do. And you, like you said, you use it for advertising, and we all have to do that. Um, or or it's for, business, or for yeah. promotion, right? Or for promotion. I mean. So. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I, I love punk music and, and you know, I love so much, so many music, so many genres, but um, which is why Holy Wars is very uh, genre bending. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's funny, you know, there's the real punk way of doing it is to go against the grain and to not do what everybody's doing. Um, so there's this thing I'm calling bubblegum anarchy, where there's a lot of people that are claiming to be punk out there right now, but they're still following the rules. They're, they're still posting on Instagram and, and, and TikTok. And if you're older on Facebook, you know, so yeah. it's, I don't know how punk anybody is these days, but we're all succumbing to the fact that, you know, you either, like I said, the fear of irrelevancy, do you want to exist at all? Because clearly if you're not on, on social media, uh, most people don't even know you're alive, which is, you know, some people it's freeing and other people it's, you know, irrelevancy yeah. is worse than death. <laughs> I hear you. And, you know, reminds me of an 80s song by The Clash called Death or Glory. And, you know, to, if you don't mind, you know, just to reminisce a little bit here, you know, my show is about 80s and that song really the, the band wrote about all the poser bands who claimed they would never uh, give in and go commercial and go mainstream, you know, but then all did. Um, yeah. Uh, called death or glory. But hey, you mentioned the Sunset Strip. Are you are you near there? You're in L.A., right? I am. Yeah, I wasn't born here, but I, I've grown up most of my life here now at this point. Um, but yeah, we're, I'm actually in Glendale, <laughs> so not too far from there. But it's it's yeah. Sunset is still popping. Cool. Good. And so you let me swing back to Davy Suicide. You you cut vocals with him on a Kiss cover. Am I am I recalling that right? Yes, yes. Um, DJ, yeah. With uh, uh, that was actually how I first met him too, Davy Suicide. Which he's great, and his his lady is lovely as well. I now know her too. But yeah, I was made for loving you. Is the song we did, and they asked me to to sing on top of it, which was pretty cool. I really I really enjoyed that version. Do you have other 80s, don't mean to put you on the spot here, but, you know, just just spitball with me. Mm. Um, no one's listening. Just pretend, um, <laughs> uh, you know, other 80s guilty pleasures or 80s favorites, uh, we'll call it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I definitely love the 80s. My I dare I say it. And some of your viewers might be like, turn her off. But I love <laughs> the 90s. The 90s is definitely my era. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, we even covered in Holy Wars Tainted Love. We did like a very cinematic um, trailerized version of that. So okay. I love I love the 80s. Can, definitely. Can I, can I find that on your on your uh, band page? Yeah. Uh, if you go to Spotify and Tainted Love under Holy Wars, 
Um, it's it's definitely a, a slow and dramatic version of it. We even actually did a music video for it. So that's how much I love the song that I really wanted to have a visual for it. No kidding. Mm-hmm. So Cat's rule, when she loves a song, she has to have a visual and that means you're you're on YouTube for it. Oh, yes. I mean, I'll even go as far as saying we literally have a music video for every song we ever released in Holy Wars. So, <laughs> yeah, I think Tainted Love is actually a cover of a 60s song, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is a cover. And some it's funny because some of the best. But, you know, I feel like in the in the 80s, that's when the song really blew up. Of course. You know, yeah, of, of course. A nope. lot of. Yeah. A lot of sometimes I'll hear a song first and I'm like, oh, I love this so much. And then I find out afterwards it's a cover. I mean, that happens so many times where the cover sometimes, dare I say, outshines the original. Oh, of course. D- you say it. Don't dare. <laughs> Just say it. Yeah. It, that, that's what I thought, too. I mean, that that song is superior by Soft Cell. By is, Soft Cell, um, yeah. It's superior. But but my point is, it's almost like every generation, 60s and then 80s. And then maybe the OOs, and then now, um, you know, people are rediscovering some of these some of these uh, vintage songs, if we can call them that. Yeah, I know it's crazy to hear what's vintage now, where people are saying early two thousands are vintage songs. I'm like, oh dear lord. Yeah, oh dear lord. <laughs> like what? Are we are we doing an oldies show now? Come I know. On. Now, what are you going to call us? Because we, we listen to music from the nineties. What are you going to call us? There's so much great, you know, that's the thing. I love er- every era of music. I mean, actually, when I grew up, my parents, they had me listening to music from the 60s and the 50s first. And I didn't even really listen to the 80s until I was much older because, you know, I just I just discovered music in a different way. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. Every year, every every generation it's like oh this is so vintage it's so old and i'll see girls wearing chokers and they're like i just discovered this vintage look i'm like oh dear yeah. i was wearing chokers in middle school <laughs> right right yeah. um i totally hear you and look cat if we have some new fans of holy wars where do you want them to go to discover or buy purchase or look at or hear your material Oh, well, uh, holywarsmusic.com is pretty much everything. Honestly, Holy Wars Music is the handle for all the all the social media that I just uh, was crapping on earlier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is that is the best way to find us, because obviously, if you look up Holy Wars, you're going to get a lot of mega death, which is great. But I have to yeah. define the search even more. <laughs> So Holy Wars music. Holy Wars music, right? Yeah, we we're not. I don't want to go to Megadeth. You know, I don't know. Yeah, we're not, not going to make that turn. We're not. Though I do, you know, it hasn't happened in a while, but there was a there was a period of time where there was just a lot of fans finding us and very confused, very not sure of what to make of what we were doing. They were like, "Wait, I thought this was a cover. What is this?" Right. I thought I thought this was like what? There's a girl in the band, like. Oh yeah, especially a, a, a female in a rock band. Ooh, some people what? do not like that. Like, oh my God. Yeah, so I just sing harder right in their face. When we opened for Papa Roach one time, there was this fan right in the front and he just did not want to give me anything. He wouldn't even look up at me. He just looked down at his feet the whole time. <laughs> Maybe he was scared of girls. I really don't know. Yeah. But I remember we were we were pretty early on starting out in the band and I was like, you know, I'm not going to let this guy kill my buzz up here so i'm just gonna get right in his face and i sang a whole song like maybe five inches from his face 
yeah. got right down and I made him look at me whether he wanted to or not <laughs> and and it was pretty uh, it was pretty cool because I there's obviously photographers there and somebody was close enough and they caught it so I I like to look at that photo every once in a while where I'm like where I need a reminder you know mm -hmm. that there is going to be the occasional small closed-minded person that just doesn't want to see whatever it is that they deem is not what they want in their eyes and I don't let that stop me Good. A uh, closed-minded is probably an accurate description. And what I hear you saying is, man, you um, you want fans who are open-minded. Yeah. I mean, look, music is a flavor. Not everybody enjoys eating the same stuff. But, you know, I like to at least be open-minded to give th something a shot, you know. And, and yeah, I've, I've definitely been that person before where I just didn't want to like something. And it's just not, it's not a good look. It's not a good, you know, I, I feel like we're growing as humans and, you know, especially in today's, if your reason is you just don't want to see, or I've heard this once or twice before where like, you know, I just don't really like rocks. I don't like female voices in the rock sphere. And I have to ask the question, but why? I just don't understand. Like if you have a good enough reason besides just, I don't like it, yeah. that's not a good enough reason to me. So um, so those type of open-minded, but at the same time, you know, my music is, is for certain people. And if it's not for others, then that's okay. You know, because yeah. I'm, it's not meant for everybody. I mean, no music is, you could be the biggest fan of, I mean, I just saw that Elvis Presley movie and I'm sure he had so many haters. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's just, it's bound to happen. I hear you. And, um, good point. I, I, I really think that's important. All right. Um, my drugs are digital. My Drugs Are Digital is our, our special focused feature, whatever they call it these days, of that album, but also two songs live, one of Get Mine and one of TV Dinner, which is what we did on our last tour. And they sound great. The fans are great. We have videos attached on YouTube so people can see what it's like to be at our show. This yeah. one was an intimate one. Um, uh, the Get Mine was filmed across Seattle and two shows in LA. But TV dinner was all in our kind of last, kind of actually a surprise show. So I actually did that already, but we did promote it for a few days before the show. And it it hit capacity. It was great. It was sweaty. It was hot in there and it was jam packed. So it's in a small place called Harvard and Stone in uh, Hollywood. And the fans were just so awesome. So we wanted to kind of show people what it's like for us. We just did a couple shows with Coheed and Cambria where we did an amphitheater run, which was amazing, you know, performing in front of four to 6,000 people. Yeah. But then I also love those shows where it's in a three to 500 capacity room and it's jam packed and everybody's moshing and, and yeah. it's just so much excitement. And in some ways you can kind of feel the energy of the audience way more in those, in those scenarios. So, oh. and we have an alternate version of our song, Suck It Up. Do we have a second to maybe uh, psychoanalyze the album title? Because there's so many layers there, you know, you're going to eat it up. In other words, enjoy it, but spit it out. And, it, you know, that, that's just such a punk image, you know, we're going to spit <laughs> it back at you whatever and it's kind of what you've been describing and that is you know we have to love social media but we hate it too yeah i mean you know i, I always love when my lyrics or even song titles are open for interpretation but um uh so actually eat it up spit it out is a line taken from our song tv dinner which is the one about consumerism and it hints on misogyny i mean it, it's actually a very layered 
song. Um, but I, yeah, the whole album title is, is pretty much representing today's consumerism and how nothing's valued anymore. And, and everything is a swipe, white swipe, right society. Yeah. So it's like dating, you know, is cataloging now and social media. It's all just like easy, come easy, go. Nobody even really takes enough time to get to know anybody anymore. And I mean, even in TV dinner, I say um, a line, Mona Lisa couldn't cut through the noise in your feed. So you wouldn't even know a great thing if you saw it because it's just oversaturated by so much crap, unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Um, Go huh? ahead. Go ahead. Oh, that, that's pretty much it. So, you know, I, and I really wanted to show like the title, I'm eating all this like Cheetos and cupcakes and and just kind of showing this junk food media nation we or world actually i'm i'm keeping it too small in the states but this junk food media world we're turning into or maybe we've always been um it's just been getting increasingly worse every year and with the fast paced internet that world that we're in now it's just light speed so yeah eat it up spit it out that's literally what that's all about and it's, and it's pretty much saying like all right here's my album but you're just going to like chew on it and spit it off to the next thing. <laughs> you know? I gotcha. I, I gotcha. And, and, is, and TV dinner itself, you know, just comments on the fact that, you know, even our food is uh, corporately and mass produced. Yeah. And it's just awful for you. Um, and that is a good, definitely a commentary on a lot of music. So that's what I'm yeah. saying. That song is so layered and it's one right. of my favorite ones, you know, definitely. Cause I feel like I get to say a lot of everything I, I want to say, but it's all good. in one jam packed in one song. And I even kind of do it. I give a nod to my parents in the second verse describing how they were very blue collar and how, you know, just um, also another tone of that song is kind of that age of 1955 where you're, you're given one thing of what what is supposed to what it's supposed to look like but then when you look inside it's a lot more disturbing than than that norman rockwell painting shows you you know and oh, i feel okay. that a lot of that was done in the 50s where you know they're like don't look over here where there's segregation and all this really bad stuff yeah. but look over here where there's a christmas special and you know you're right so. the, the 50s you know uh, were were not that great for most of america no, no, I obviously I wasn't there. So it's really hard for me to comment on it. But everything I've learned that we've all been given the same information about it, it's it isn't. And it's funny because that is the music I grew up on first. So I think that's another reason why I wanted to have that layer into the album in my aesthetic, because it, it was it, it was sold to me as something I think I saw my dad just kind of looking back at his childhood and, and, you know, in, in the sixties and, you know, in the seventies and feeling like, you know, I feel like he was looking back on it fondly. And now as I've gotten older and I've learned more about it, you know, I see the truth, you know, it's, it's so hard. It's, it's so hard not to see it, you know, even though you, you want to believe everything, you know, is great. <laughs> True. Um, Kat Leon, you keep being you and writing these cool songs and expressing what's inside. And, and you know, I just wish you all the best. And, and look, we all lead busy lives. And I know that we were trying to connect yesterday and you were recording and you're, you're busy. You're, you're running this band along with Nick and we appreciate you guys. And so I just wanna say thank you for carving out time to spend with me today. And- Oh, thank you so much. Same to you, honestly, I, I'm, I'm always, 
happy to do this and it's an honor to, to be asked. So thank you well, for having me on your show. You're, you're very welcome. And let's stay connected and whether that's on TikTok or whatever, but I'll keep posting good stuff there. And I, I really appreciate your, your time today, Kat. Thank you. Thank you.